It's Sunday, and Sundays cannot be all about football all the time, at least not in the fall. Every now and then you got to take at least a moment to talk about something else, to look at something else, to think about something else. But hey, at least they're not painting the fields pink all October anymore, so that's kind of nice. What do you think, Buffers? Yeah, I mean, they don't even do pink shoes anymore, do they? I think some of them do. Do they? But I think it's more of a fashion statement now for some of them. Okay. Okay. So welcome, welcome. This is the Soul of Wisdom. This is a Sunday discussion. And we have a specific topic that we think we need to talk about because it affects everybody, whether you are just an individual who goes and works a nine to five, you have a small business, you have a large business, uh, you mind your own business, you're in everybody's business, whatever. Yeah. This is going to kind of get you. So I want to start out before we do anything, I would like to hear from our illustrious leader. Because I think he says something that'll kind of set the tone for all of this. Ready? Ready. All right, let's play this clip. Go. Back better plan that I have proposed, and I've said many times before, I believe we're at an inflection point in this country. One of those moments where the decisions we're about to make can change, literally change the trajectory of our nation. I don't think truer words have ever been spoken. The changes that they are looking to make can change the very trajectory of this nation. I agree with the man. I do too. But I don't think I agree for the same reasons. No. I have a feeling that he thinks that the trajectory of the nation is going to be changed through the things that they're going to pull off and it's going to be changed for the better. I think it's going to be changed for the worse. That is my opinion. As we get into this discussion, you're welcome to disagree. But the producer wife and I decided that we desperately needed to talk today about some of the stuff that's going on in Washington, specifically when it comes to this this infrastructure, whatever this thing is planned that they're trying to kick out there. And then as well, a very specific part of that, in case you haven't heard, uh, the feds are real, real interested in looking into your bank account. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not kidding. So back in the day, when I worked out in the corporate world, I spent uh, some time in the auto business. And that was shortly after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And you recall, uh, Beffers, when they uh, introduced the Patriot Act yes. as a result of the events of 9-11. And they talked, or not talked, they did some really interesting things. They didn't just talk about it. They made it happen. One of the things that happened was all of a sudden, if you were any kind of an institution, a bank, anything, anybody that sold something, whatever, if there was any transaction over $10,000, you had an IRS form you had to fill out. Yeah. And this was done in response to terrorist threats. And the idea was let's try to track some of these more high dollar things and see if they lead back to anything nefarious. Yeah. And this was a big deal in the auto business because we're dealing with these transactions all the time. Yeah. So unless it was done through a bank loan, it, it, if somebody came in with a check or flat cash or gold bullion, which I never saw, but why not? Um, you know, whatever. If if it was over ten grand, we had to fill out special forms for that. Yeah. So it's kind of a thing. Well, tell me what this has to do with infrastructure. Educate me, producer wife, if you have any idea, because I don't know. But all of a sudden, as part of this infrastructure bill, they have decided they want to create a new IRS rule. 
and that IRS rule is that banks will now have to report, they call it basic account information, whatever, I don't know what that means, but they have to report incoming and outgoing data on any account that holds over $600. Now, which is probably a lot of high school kids on up. <laughs> right? Well, they're all making like what, 30 bucks an hour to flip a burger now? Yeah. Because because you know, you can't uh yeah. My first job was 385 an hour. <laughs> and now, you know, I I don't know. And I'm not that old. No, mine was a little bit more than that, but there's still an age difference between you and I. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it just, I don't know. Anyways, that's like the majority of of Americans yeah. are going to have more than $600 flowing through their accounts. At some point. Yeah. But this is somehow... Even if it's just like right before Christmas, saving up for something. Well, yeah. I mean, but this is somehow supposed to be supposed to be part of infrastructure too. So the first thing I got to call time out on and call BS on is explain to me how it is that a banking rule will, and an IRS rule will suddenly fall into the idea of infrastructure. Now, um, I'm not that old, so I'm old enough to remember back in the day when infrastructure was things like roads and bridges and airports and telecommunication and pipelines and things like that. Now all of a sudden it's things like childcare and Head Start programs yeah. and all this kind of social engineering, which I don't get. But even then, again, explain to me how banking and a brand new IRS rule that allows them to look at all of our banking kind of fits in with that. Well, they're looking for a way to fund some of it for sure. Oh, most definitely. They're definitely looking to fund it. And um, interestingly enough, I have an article uh, from a organization that would certainly lean more towards uh, more towards the left and more towards what the current administration is looking to do. Uh, they would definitely be on their side. And we'll get to that in a second because they kind of they kind of lay out exactly what it is that they're trying to do. But in the same respect, they point out the flaws in it. Uh, and I'm going to call out those flaws. Okay because it's a mess. But to sum this all up and maybe have a little bit of humor, I'm gonna play another clip. This is the intro from The Five the other day where they bring this topic up. There's kind of a little bit of humor at the end that I kind of like. So let's play this clip, let's go. A massive invasion of privacy could be coming courtesy of Uncle Sam. Hmm. A new proposal by the Biden administration would give the IRS access to all bank accounts with balances of $600 or more. Republicans are calling it a big government intrusion. Do you distrust the American people so much that you need to know when they bought a couch or a cow? They want to know how much money you got in the bank, how much you're spending. If you bought a wedding dress or a gun, uh, they're going to have a list a mile long on you. What does that have to do with building back better or, or infrastructure or, or even you know, equity. Jesse, cows, couches, in your case, hair products. You <laughs> yeah. spent 600 bucks on hair products in a week. <laughs> At least. What? <laughs> um, just just for the record, uh, the producer wife has been known to spend a couple hundred dollars here and there on hair product too, perhaps. But Maybe but, at times. But maybe I've said too much. 
<laughs> now it's it's funny because the the other voices that you heard in there were um, senators, and they were you know bringing up things like cows and guns and couches. wedding dresses and couches. Which you know, if you order a couch right now, by the way, it takes like six to nine months to get to you. So I actually think you can order a cow faster now. Probably. I think they're producing cows faster than they're <laughs> producing couches. Yeah, I mean, that's just another thing that's so broken right now. It's the, I, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but on the left coast there, they had uh, ships, I believe it was the port in San Diego. Yeah, because it was running, the backup was running north. The port in San Diego, it was backed up all the way to Long Beach. Yeah, that's Just insane. with ships, and it was taking on average two weeks for them to process a ship once it gets into the queue. Is it still backed up? Yeah, yeah. And that's just amazing to me because they got to pay all those people while they're still on the ships. Yeah. So that's just increasing your shipping costs and everything else. This world is so freaking broken. Yeah. I, you know, I got that it was going to be a little bit broken after the unspecified virus of unknown origin, but I think we've just figured out ways to like super break it. Well, we just got a custom order in the mail today that had a postmark of August 27th. Yeah, we did. So, well, quickest. Well, it was the other day because today's Sunday, but. Yeah. Yeah. We picked it up yesterday. We record these slightly ahead. We have to. Anyways. Um, yeah, that was that was hilarious. We um, We needed some data from a customer for something that we needed to make them, and they mailed it out at the end of August. And we just got it here the first part of October. Yeah. So everything is working super well. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Everything is okay. Yeah. So I promised you an article. Because we're going to kind of take a look at what everybody's thinking here. So again, our biggest concern is the fact that they want to look at our accounts. And... I want to read this article because this is where we can really start to pick this stuff apart and try to make a sense of the nonsense, if that's even possible. So this is an article from the Center for American Progress. This is not exactly a right-leaning organization. They lean very left, so they would align uh, with the current administration, with where Congress sits. Yeah. You know, They're not in opposition here. But they say the United States will lose an estimated $7 trillion over the next decade for people and corporations not paying the taxes they owe. That is twice the $3.5 trillion of investments that Congress is now considering in the Budget Reconciliation Bill. So they don't come out and say it straight away. But what is immediately implied there is that there's this missing, these missing taxes and that's over twice of the three and a half billion for this this infrastructure bill and they're going to i, I think what's being implied here is that they want that seven trillion to pay yeah. that 3.5 because prez has said and i don't have a clip of it but you can go find it if you're that interested he has said on multiple occasions that this plan well yeah it's three and a half trillion but it will actually cost nothing yeah so new math New math, $3.5 trillion Won't cost you a dime. Equals nothing. Orwell taught us 2 plus 2 is 5. Yeah. Sometimes it's 3. Sometimes it's nothing at all. So I, I, I guess that's where we are now. So 
I, I don't know how you run your business if you have one out there, dear listener, but we certainly can't run ours with uh, with math like that. No. Uh, you know, we don't have three and a half trillion, but three hundred and fifty dollars does not equal zero. No. There's nothing where we've gone and spent money and gone, ah, oh, it didn't cost us anything. Okay, whatever. So anyways, we continue. The richest 1% of taxpayers alone are responsible for an estimated $163 billion in unpaid taxes each year. Okay. So they say, and this is the thing, everybody always chases the 1%, right? Yeah. So they are, you know, the dregs of society as far as the other 99% are concerned. And I don't want to get into the, the argument about whether that's right or wrong, but that's the group that that is popularly targeted. And the argument being made here is that we need to go after that 1% because they are responsible for all of these missing taxes, right? So $163 billion in unpaid taxes each year from the 1%. And they're talking about seven trillion being missed over the next decade, so over the next ten years. So if you take that one hundred and sixty-three billion and you multiply it by ten, because they're talking about that's per year, so ten years, right? Producer yeah. wife, keep up Correct. with my math, make sure I'm not wrong. That works out to one point six three trillion. Okay. If we multiply it by ten. That is still not even halfway to what the administration and the Democrats in Congress want to do with this infrastructure bill. Yes. So we go and get the 1% money that they supposedly owe, allegedly owe, and it doesn't even get us half away to what we need. Yeah. So that's a problem. So how do we deal with that? Well, to read on. All right. Yet, due to IRS budget cuts, the IRS has lost thousands of experienced enforcement personnel capable of auditing these largest corporations and high-income Americans. Draining revenues and resulting in an increased share of examinations focused on recipients of the Earned Income Tax Credit, who are much less, much more inexpensive, rather, for the IRS to audit. Okay. So they're saying that due to budget cuts, they've had to get rid of their good auditors. Yeah. Which left only their bad auditors, who the best the bad auditors can do is pick on the little guy. Yeah. Am I reading that wrong? That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. I mean, at any point, disagree with me if I'm wrong here, please. Because I, I actually want to be wrong on, in this case. I understand. But, you know, I don't think I am. So it says the status quo benefits the wealthy tax cheats to the detriment of ordinary Americans. It also reinforces economic inequality, including stark income and wealth inequities by race. There's so much to pick apart there. There's a lot. Okay. First of all, we're calling the wealthy tax cheats. I don't care what income level you're at. You are going to do your level best to pay as little in taxes as you can. Yeah. Okay. Nobody and, wants to just give away their money. They want something for it. Well, no. People like their money. 
Do you know there's actually... People should like their money. Yeah. Do you there's know nothing you, wrong with that. You know you can actually pay more when you file your 1040? Really? Yes. It is possible. If you want to give more to the government, you can do it. You can make a donation, if you will, however you want to phrase it. It is something you can do. Can you then write it off the next year? No. Oh, that's No, it's not a tax-deductible donation. It's paying for infrastructure. Oh, okay. I, I guess. I don't know. Or whatever. But Do they suggest an amount? Is it like a tithe? <laughs> right? <laughs> we ask for an extra 10%, at least for the yeah. people who are getting a refund. Yeah. I don't know. I, it might be if um, if everybody paid their taxes with, like, Stripe. Yeah. Or the um, the Apple Pay screens that they've got in the places now where they flip the tablet around and write in big, bold buttons on the tablet. It's like, shows your 10% tip and your 15% tip and your 20% And, like, the 25 tip. is bigger, so you feel bad if you don't hit that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess if you paid your taxes that way, yeah. Tip your government this much. The government already gets enough money. But, no. Uh, so just to get back to this because i'm still still reeling over the, the the stupidity of all of this so you know we're talking like the wealthier tax cheats no the wealthy have good accountants yeah and the vast majority of them the vast majority of all of us we're just playing by the rules that are put in front of us so you can sit here and whine and complain about how these people have loopholes and they're cheating and everything else but the bottom line is is that they're working within the system that was provided by the people in congress who are now complaining about how bad we all are because we don't pay enough and they don't huh? want to give away their money for free yeah don't tell me for a minute that all the people in washington aren't using these same quote-unquote loopholes oh they are yeah but whatever so it goes on to say President Biden's plan to improve tax enforcement is aimed squarely at fixing the broken and unjust status quo. The Biden plan has two main components. One is to fund IRS enforcement of high income individuals and corporations, modern technology and better taxpayer service. The second is to give the IRS greater visibility into opaque forms of income by requiring banks and other financial institutions to perform to report very basic information about accounts and it goes on and on and on and it talks about how there's this two-tiered system of tax enforcement that favors the wealthy and all of this sort of thing let's set something interesting in there too it said opaque forms of income so they're already assuming that people are earning income that they're not reporting uh yeah that's that's certainly one way to read it. Another way to read it is that the, by opaque, you could also the, the wording's weird because you could also take that as well. They're just looking for general balances. Okay. But I'm not yeah. sure what that's. What uh, yeah, they meant. I mean, it's I could kind of hard to tell. I could read that both ways. I've read it both ways. I don't know which one's right, but that's part of the thing too is we're trying to be confusing as possible about this. But it goes on and on into various things about all of a sudden it breaks down to race. And how this is all a racial thing, because apparently everything is a racial thing now. It can't just be simply about math. I'm um, not sure how tax audits are racial. I, I don't know either, to be honest with you. Uh, but apparently they are, so now we know. Well, I guess it's, we're not talking about tax audits, so we're talking about what would be a continual ongoing bank audit. Yeah, on yeah, your... never-ending yeah. bank audit. Not once a year, 
Not Always. like you have to provide your balance when you go to file or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's break down where we're at here. Okay. Yeah. Biden and me agree that we're looking at fundamental change that will change the course of America for decades. Yeah. That summarizes what he said. Do I have it right? Correct. Okay. Um, as the five put it and the senators that were on the five there in that little clip that we played, um, the IRS would suddenly have the ability to see your transactions and to their point, you know, whether you've bought a cow or a wife, I think that's how they put it, right? Bought a cow or bought a wife? No. And then shot one of them with a gun? I don't think that's what they said. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, they were talking about buying things. Yes. Okay. I get confused. It happens. I'm sorry. Maybe, well, and this doesn't do anything to, you know, alleviate my confusion because it just gets stupider and stupider. All right. So where, where's, where's the problem with this? Because the argument that you'll hear over and over, and it just takes about 30 seconds on any mainstream news to hear them talk about how, well, this is all about fairness. If we have access to these accounts, then you know, we're going to be able to catch these people who are cheating because the example that I saw in one of the articles was, well, let's say you've got somebody who really makes $500,000, but they're only reporting $50,000. Well, this is going to allow the IRS to be able to see that that money's flowing through these accounts and they can, you know, raise a hand and question that. Which realistically probably isn't happening that often, especially when you're talking in terms of 50000 versus 500000 but on top of that, I would think the people who are underhandedly making exorbitant amounts of extra money, they're not going to be flowing it through a regular bank anyway. No. 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 Why would, uh, you know, if, if you're reaching your income goals through nefarious means, the last thing you're going to do is advertise it. You're going to find a way to launder it. Well, yeah, drug, or hide it in a mattress. The drug dealers aren't using the VP of Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah, see previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's. I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But speaking of the VP of Wells Fargo, here's one of the damages that I see. Uh, I think if this goes through, you're going to see small banks get just absorbed by the larger banks because they're going to have to. Because, get inundated with all this paperwork. Well, yeah, it's it's going to create. They won't be able to keep up. It's going to create a completely undue burden on the smaller banks, and you can just say, "Well, it's just a program they've got to run," and then that'll send. Do you have any idea how much it takes money-wise to set up new systems to do new monitoring and new reporting and everything else? Even if they automate it, you know, a small bank that's that's tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of dollars that they've suddenly got to put in. Yeah. So, you know, the, at that point, you got to look, is, is the cost of doing business worth it or do they sell out? To... Well, if you've been around long enough, if you're decently old, you'll remember what happened in the year 2000 with the banks. So, and how much that cost them to correct the two digit reporting and change it to four digit. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a prime example of how much one little thing like a date and that was just a date that wasn't reporting on every single account holder that they might have that really messed them up. Oh, yeah. No. And now we're going to go back and, you know, try to make them do all this 
this extra program. They've already sent lobbyists, by the way, to Washington. The banks, the bank lobbyists have already gone to try to... To stop this or to get it to go through so large banks can take over? To stop it. Well, that's good. Because I would have guessed the opposite. Because even the large banks don't want to do this extra work. Mm. That's That's the vibe I'm getting. That's interesting because I would have bet that like the chases of the world would be more than happy to let this go through because it's a buying opportunity for them to start absorbing some of their competition. But I think know. they're looking at, at it more short term in an economy where it's hard for them to even keep the employees they have, let alone hire new ones, that this yeah. is going to be a difficult thing to overcome for everyone. Yeah. Although the banks have access to more money than ever. Yeah, that's this true. Is, this is not a topic for now. Maybe we'll discuss it at another time. But just the long and the short of it, in case you haven't noticed uh, or read about it, banks used to have something called the discount window where they would borrow money overnight uh, to meet their shortcomings if they had any from the previous day, but it had to be paid back by the next day. It no longer has to be paid back by the next day. Yeah. I forget the exact number, but it's something like six months that they've got to pay it back. And uh, the limits... A lot of them have been eliminated. And it used to be that a bank had to have cash on hand to make a loan. So like, let's say you had to make a $2 million loan. You had to have cash or securities or something on your balance sheet to cover that $2 million loan. You no longer do. You can simply go to the discount window that night uh, with the Fed, grab your money and cover it. So it's all fuzzy, funny, fake voodoo math. Yeah. So that's frightening. So to circle back, though, one of the things that I don't think people are understanding, and this is why I broke down the math earlier. So they need three and a half trillion to cover this big infrastructure thing they want to do. And Biden says it's not going to cost a dime because they'll they'll pay for it through the money that they can make through revenue that they bring in. So clearly this six hundred dollar rule is in there to attempt to get more money out of Americans to pay for this thing that they want to do. I don't see any other reason why it's in there. Yeah. So they're trying to get our money. But again, if you look at the 1%, and again, why I did the math, the 1% doesn't even pay for half of this thing. That's even if they were able to recover every dollar that they think is out there. Yeah. If they somehow miraculously do that, they still only get halfway, which means they're going to have to get the rest of the money from where? The other 99. Yeah. That's us. So that's why they have a $600 rule. 600. The, the wealthy have $600 in their pocket. The 1%. The 99. Well, the smallest stimulus. Was 600. Was $600. That's a good point that I hadn't thought of. That is the exact amount of the smallest stimulus that was sent out. That... See, dear listeners, this is why the producer wife joins me. She makes these astute observations. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of it. And those stimulus checks weren't sent to the higher echelons of earning, even the median echelons of earning. But all of those people would then have to turn over their bank account just for accepting that, that amount. Did the producer wife, did the voice of God, who never comes on camera, did she just stumble upon the crux of the conspiracy? Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. But no, it it just, I'm at a loss for words with this one just a little bit in spots, because it's frustrating to me. The 
IRS is going to be looking to get money out of the 99, not out of the 1%. They have to get it out of the 99. Because I'll be, I'll be, here's my personal opinion, my personal view. You can disagree with me. I could very well be wrong. This is just my feel on things. And if you disagree, you can send questions to questions at soulwisdom.com. Feel free to send your disagreement there and we might even feature it on an episode. We don't mind being called out. But here's what I think. I personally feel like the 99% is going to be more likely to cheat their taxes than the 1%. And I feel that for two reasons. Number one, the 1% knows they're being watched. Yeah. And they can hire the high-priced attorneys and tax people and accountants and everything else to make sure that they're above board, but paying the least amount that they have to. Yeah. The 99 cannot afford those luxuries, but they still have to go pay the bills. Yeah. All right. You know, we were, we were joking before we started recording this, we were talking about that $600 thing. And, you know, Beth says to me, well, you can, you know, uh, you go buy that cow that the one senator is talking about that certainly costs more than $600. And I laughed and I said, well, have you been to the grocery store lately? The hamburger itself is going to cost you the $600. Yeah. You know, so the, the average American needs to cut every corner that they can. They need to trim everywhere that they can. And don't tell me that at least for a small percentage of them, the temptation isn't there to try to trim and cut when it comes to the taxes. Yeah, it has you to know? be. I'm I'm sorry, but is is uh, every server in a restaurant reporting 100% of their tips? No, probably not. And to be honest, I don't blame them allegedly. No, and also if we're talking about business and how businesses run, the government is ultimately just a very extremely large business. But is it really in the best interest of the the fine the financial cost that it would be to go after the 99 percent, especially when you're talking about the let's just say the lower third of that 99 percent is it really worth going after these people who can barely pay their bills to scrape up what a couple hundred dollars that they shirked on their taxes well apparently they do because one of the things i, I don't i didn't get down to this piece of the article but one of the things that they said was that part of the president's plan keeps, they said, remember at the beginning of the article, they said that they had to increase the amount of auditing done on average Joe yeah. because they lost their good people so they can't audit the 1%. Yeah. Okay. And somehow that's the fault of the 1%. Yeah. But whatever. But the article later on went on to actually say that they're going to keep the audit levels at the levels they're at now, which are increased. Yeah. Okay, so they're gonna keep them there and then just add more auditing for the 1%. So through this process, they have raised the audit level that's going on with the average American. And they're gonna leave that and then just increase on the one. So they're already going after us more. Yeah. And now we're gonna give them more tools to question what we do. Yes. And believe me this is going to be more easy for them to have questions than you might think okay i remember a story that my that my i think my mom told me 
um, we had an uncle who was a farmer and I'd always heard how they would complain all the time about how you know it was a struggle to make ends meet and you know poor farmer kind of talk and all that and I have no doubt that it probably was however dad had doubts and dad was a was a very good man uh, who had a lot of talents but I wouldn't call business acumen to be one of the talents that was in his top 20 but that's okay we all have our things that we're good at and that we're not good at but I remember hearing that dad went to the bank with my uncle one time when they were over visiting he was out riding with him or whatever and they stopped at the bank and he went back later and he told mom he's like yeah he's he's got thirty thousand dollars in the bank I don't see how he's a poor guy well and I get that if you see that number you go wow dude's got money so it's real easy that the IRS would be able to say oh there's all this money in the bank they've got money it doesn't account for what he needs to do with that money yeah if you own a business hopefully you have some money in the bank because you have expenses you need to cover yeah I mean and they're constant you know uncle could have had $30,000 in the bank but he might have just sold off some of his livestock to get there and he's got to turn around and buy feed for the rest yeah or you know he's a broken tractor broken or... tractor or just taxes on the farmland itself you can't take a snapshot of an account and go they've got money but that's what's gonna happen okay what about somebody who just an average citizen who works a nine-to-five right mm -hmm. and they've saved up okay tip money and they've got they've saved it for a year and they've got a couple grand yeah and they want to go buy something so they put that money in their checking account but it happens the day before um, the uh, uh, end of the month for the bank so your statement comes out and then all of a sudden before you clear that money out there's this blip where you're suddenly showing you know two thousand dollars more than what you normally have yeah well the IRS is gonna see that blip yep and they go what's up with that now I'm sure it could be just something as simple as the IRS sending you a letter saying hey explain this blip but I will tell you that there's no interaction with the IRS that's simple or lacking in stress yeah hopefully you don't have to call because if you call you will be on the phone forever all day but you know we we had a situation for years where long and the short of it one of our payment gateways uh, issued 1099 K's which talks about cash flow yeah okay and this is this is for our websites but this was back before the IRS see they issued this rule to have these 1099 K's put out but they didn't have clear rules on how to report them so you could end up if you did it wrong with like double reporting and which so would what, make you look like you had double the income that yeah. you actually had well, well that's what would happen we would we would include that income on one line but then the IRS would come back and say you didn't account for this 1099k which you know was tens of thousands of dollars so they're like yeah guess what you owe 12 grand and then you got to go back and send them all this documentation and then you sit and you sweat for six weeks because you know you don't have the 12 grand that they want and then they eventually email you or message you back rather than go oh no it's fine you're right we fixed it and we had to do that for years this is like a five six year stretch yeah. where we're doing that every single time and they finally it's like they didn't even understand their own form no and they finally got the hint and um we haven't had cross our fingers haven't had issues for a couple of years now but you know it's you're sweating yeah you know and they're gonna put more and more people through this and more and more pressure on small businesses because yeah. 
because again, businesses have to have money to cover their expenses, even if it's just simple advertising or the cost of your website or whatever it is. You're there's still expenses for every business. Yep, and you know that's that's the whole crux behind this is they're trying to get money to cover their expenses for this big thing they want to go do which we can argue isn't even what they advertise it to be yeah but that argument aside this is how they intend to go pay for it because they have to have the money there but you can't you can't in any business go and do something that you don't have the money for and that's what the federal government is trying to do here but then that kind of dovetails too into this whole debt ceiling argument that's also going on now it looks like they've reached a temporary deal now to to extend the debt ceiling for a short time but they wanted to actually eliminate the debt ceiling through december of next year which would have just cleared the path for them to do all of this stuff but you can't you can't just in anything and the government is no different though it thinks it is you can't just go out and spend money you don't have sooner or later the bank comes calling yeah and in this case the bank is places like china and stuff like that but i, I remember when i was a kid i was like three four years old there was some toy i wanted or something and mom and dad said no we don't have the money for it so we had this one drawer in our living room that had nothing but checks in it. I don't know why my parents had hundreds of checks, but they did. They had like eight boxes of these things. There's like a couple hundred checks in each there used, box. There used to be discounts when they bought them in bulk. My is parents that, had them too. Is that what it was? It was yeah. like a lifetime supply yeah. of checks. So I went there all angry and I pulled out a box of checks and I remember running to my mom and dad saying, don't tell me you don't have money. You've got all these checks. I actually did something similar when I was little, but it was for pizza. Yeah. And, and I was then, like, you have money, you have these. And then they tried to explain to me that, no, no, you have to have money in the bank to cover those checks. And I had no idea what they meant, and nope. I still kept arguing with them, and it never made sense. Okay, the government is that three-year-old right now going, we've got these checks. We'll be fine. Just write a check. Yeah. But there's not money in the bank to cover it. So they're trying to get it two ways, through raising the debt ceiling, which just allows them to go borrow money to put in the bank, or by harassing the average American. Yeah. And um, I don't think either of those is a good play. I don't either. So I guess to wrap this up a little bit, the one thing that you have to think about if you have a small business, a large business, or you're just some dude who works a nine to five who's listening to us right now because you like the lovely voice of the producer wife, <laughs> uh, you have got to make sure your own house is very much in order right now, I think. I agree. I don't think you can go on wild spending sprees right now. I think every every purchase you make every expense you have you better make sure that it makes sense that it's something that you really need to do uh, I think every dollar that you can save needs to be saved not in a bank I don't think because either you're not gonna make money with money sitting in a bank I'm not a financial person I cannot give financial advice talk to a professional for that but in my own personal opinion 
I think your money, any extra that you have needs to be invested somewhere where it can grow because this whole thing is going to come down like a house of cards one way or another because you've got the government trying to raise debt ceilings, trying to spend money they don't have. They're going to try to grab it from the average American because they're not going to get enough out of the 1%. You can cash out the entire 1%, by the way, take every cent that they have, and it still doesn't make a dent in the national debt. So the whole thing just comes crashing down and it's scary and it's frightening but I think the most that you can do to be prepared make sure that you have again no more bills than you need every expense is justified make sure that you have some emergency supplies on hand for when things get tight because we're already seeing delays with shipping and stuff like that and I think that's the best you can do and we all have to just try to weather this the best we can because the one thing that this this attempt to get a look at everybody's finances tells me personally is that we're not going to be able to count on the government to help us. The government is going to try to take from us as much as they can. That's what it seems like. That's kind of where I'm at. Any final thoughts, producer wife? No, I think we I think we fully covered this topic. I think we covered it in spades. Uh, but there's so much more I could say because it's scary. But if anybody has any thoughts or wants to share their opinion. Yeah. Reach out to us. Questions at soulwisdom.com. You can visit us online at soulwisdom.com. Follow us on Twitter at soulwisdom. We're available pretty much anywhere. We'll see you the next time that we can see you here on the Soul of Wisdom. Thanks for listening to us. Hopefully you picked up a little something from our banter and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.